everybody. David Donaldson here with another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. This week, I have Drew Swirsky, team leader extraordinaire, jack of all trades. Drew jumps in wherever we need him to, which is quite awesome. But Drew's been with us before. So Drew's actually, believe it or not, the first repeat offender here on Entrepreneurial Impact. So Drew, you know, breaking roles, breaking barriers here, joining us on Entrepreneurial Impact. So thank you for joining us again. Yeah, you know I'm not a rule follower, man. So uh, this, this makes me happy that I get to be the inaugural rule breaker. For I love it, man. Right? I, we connect on a deep level, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to even share anything that I got from any of this stuff we've been through the last couple of weeks. We have. And it's been an amazing couple of weeks. And obviously, you know, the first quarter of every year is always a little bit busy, you know, coming out of the doldrums of the holidays and the markets that do tend to dip a little bit, coming right back in, getting ramping up for the spring market. We, with Keller Williams, and those of you that are listening that are with us, understand that we have a thing called Family Reunion, which takes place every February, which is a master, uh, masterful mastermind event, right? 20,000 agents strong sometimes. And this past week, we had our own little version of that, that we, that we call an agent mastermind here in our Virginia's region. And we had north of 400 people show up down in Richmond to kind of hear us tell some stories, share some conversations, and just have an overall really nice time. Now, that first day, it was a two-day event, but that first day was, was the most impactful part of that, right? And we're going to chunk that down and talk about that a little bit. The morning session was our cultural event, right? what we call our cultural summit locally. We celebrate those that are giving back, doing things. You know, the most unique thing too about it for me, it's usually most people that aren't looking for the spotlight, but we need to recognize what's happening because when we tell their story, other things happen, right? So let's kind of jump off there. Cultural Summit. Now, I love that I have you in this place because you were the cultural ambassador. So why don't you kind of tell everybody what that experience is like and what is it like meaning being a cultural ambassador? Well, there, there's a lot to it, right? And people say, oh, it's just a, a sash or you just got to go across the stage. But, you know, you, you're setting an example for the people around you and that you hope that people will do good by people. And it's really cool to be recognized for what we should all be doing anyway. Right. Like yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a guy. Right. And I was recognized in 2019 because I did what I thought was right. And it just so happens that the people around me noticed. Right. And it's a, it's a powerful thing. It, it, it'll, it'll keep you from road rage, right? You'll be like, I'm a cultural ambassador. I can't give this guy a salute. She's going to come revoke the sash. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm a cultural ambassador. I can't drop any, you know, profanity anywhere. Like you start to really live that. And, and it's a meaningful, and it's probably one of the best and most impactful days of my life to be recognized for doing what all of us should do anyway, which is taking care of those that need us. That's awesome. And you're right. And locally, we're fortunate enough that our culture summit, our culture event is led by a lady named Lee Beaver, who founded the Virginia's region, right? And has been leading us ever since. And this is kind of her magic moment, her event, right? And trying to pay tribute to what Mo does on the national level and recognizing our people locally. So that was the morning event. And 
there's never a lack of it can't but help tug at your heartstrings when you hear some of the stories because there are tremendous people that are in need right and it's a lot of our associates and our business owners step up right and provide leadership and provide guidance to those for no other reason than what you just said to be a better person and to do what needs to be done so hey david how many people were at the cultural summit so we had north of 250, and I think it was close to 300 people. We had to bring in so many extra chairs uh, that we kind of lost count, but it was probably about 300 people. Let me share my aha with you. And I didn't share it uh, when Mark asked us for our aha about it because I was involved in the summit. I was one of the hosts and I got to go up there. So I didn't want to monopolize the time. 97% of the people in that room deserve a sash. 2% already have one one percent would be in the running for one if they knew what to do to get there Look and that's that. the region that's the region we're in and that's the company we call home i just got chills with that thank you it's true it's true there are people in our region that deserve a sash and i'm telling you 97 percent of the people in that room deserve one and if i could buy one for all of them i would but i'm broke <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a yeah. You're spot on, right? And that we recognize those, and we and it's hard sometimes to make those choices and, and to make those decisions. Look, I mean, some of the stories that we heard that day, right? Emotional, heart wrenching, right? People overcoming personal adversity, right? Those contributing, giving back to those in the military, right? Right. Those are some of the things that jumped out at me what were some of the stories that kind of jumped out to you so i i think as a whole when you listen to what the ambassadors and the people that were caught in culture uh they all had an adversity like you said they faced it but then they didn't stop there and get comfortable they decided that anyone that was going to go through what they had gone through they were going to help and they were going to find a way to help. And not everybody does that. We all have stuff. We all have a story. Some of us get through the story and then we get comfortable because we're okay now. But everybody on that stage and everybody who was featured didn't just get comfortable with getting through the adversity. They decided they were going to take it upon themselves to make sure other people got through the adversity too. And that's what stands out for me with all of them. Yeah, and you kind of you kind of prompted my next question. Is we talk a lot about culture and KW, and 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 I, you know, I'm quite comfortable with it, right? Say yes, we are an organization that leads through example, through culture. But if I do find sometimes the lack of words to express it to people, to try to say, hey, why should you come see an event like this when we're talking about culture? How do you relay that message? First off, I think we're headed in the right direction with it. it'll be fun, right? It won't just be tear jerking and then you leave and you cry. We're gonna have a little bit of fun. We'll warm you up with some fun, right? Then we'll make you cry. Then we'll have a little more fun and then you'll cry again, right? Then we'll send you to lunch. But that's not the reason to like come see it. The reason to come see it is the fact that you may be doing some of the same things and, or you may want to do more for your community and you may get the amazing idea to jump off a building 
to raise money for a community that you never thought to do that before. Right. Right. And, and what you reference there is that some of our, our leadership teams down in Old Town in the uh, Alexandria actually repelled off the building and rose 200, raised $200,000. Crazy. Crazy. I, I, now, there are a couple of people I'd like to throw off a building, but I never thought to <laughs> jump off a building. Oh, wait too. a minute. Like, I, that like, I'm <laughs> a little out of culture. I'm just saying. I'm just, just no, kidding. No. You're right. And here's the thing. Culture is not just a kid of you. I, I want to be a, for, foremost. There are people and businesses and organizations all around the world doing amazing things. I just love how we tell the story and share that because I don't think those things should stay in a vacuum. Like I think the stories and people need to be recognized because the recognition is what lets people know, hey, I'm doing something or I've done something. It's okay to tell that story because maybe that inspires somebody else to do something bigger, better, and more amazing than what I did. And you know what can't hurt either is noticing, right? We notice. When one of my agents is doing something really cool for people, I want to hear it. I, I, I want them to know that I noticed, right? One of the, the really cool thing when I was cultural ambassador is I saw that my team leader, Sheila Quadros, had written out some of the things I, I do, I had, I had done. And she wrote, after every team rally or every class, when there's food left over, Drew takes it to the homeless guy that lives at the bus stop. I tried my best to sneak past everybody so <laughs> no one would know. I still don't know how to this day she saw me do that. Then when I saw it on the piece of paper, when it was time to vote, I was like, wow, she noticed. Now, I didn't do it for that. I didn't take a picture of myself doing it. But just the fact that your, your leaders notice when you do something, it's, it, it means a lot. Look, and I, I know there's the one eighth of one percent is one part that people do things because they hope people notice, but that's that kind of weeds itself out, right? And right. what you just said summarizes it best. You did it not to be noticed and hope that people wouldn't be noticed, right? But we notice. Yeah. When you do something well, when you do something just because it gets noticed and it, it needs to be recognized. So for the, those of you who haven't had the chance, whether it's here locally or nationally, you know, think about the events that you do for your organizations and how do you recognize those? Like I, I challenge others to kind of take our model and say, hey, how do we culturally recognize people that are doing things just because it's the right thing to do? So I, I challenge everybody to do that. I agree. I agree. Now, I, I just I just love that event. So I just I, I want, I'm glad we got to give give it its due diligence. I loved it. When I look at the second part of that event, right? So that that was the morning, the cultural event, and then in the afternoon we had our agent mastermind, right? So now the room swelled a little bit more. Right? Everybody can get there in the morning. It's hard. We had to travel. We get that, but, but the room swelled a little bit more. Right? We grew to north of 400 people. Yeah, we did at the event. And I tell you what, here's what's a pretty awesome thing over the last couple of years. Each event's just getting a little bit bigger, right? We do these four times a year. The attendance is growing because the people are getting things out of it and they're able to take the back, digest and incorporate it in their business and they're starting to hear more, right? So some of the stories that we're telling and sharing the information, the education, plus the giving. The afternoon, we had pretty couple of awesome panels or panelists, speakers. 
Uh, first and foremost, we had the president of KW happen to just be in the neighborhood and join us. So Mark King was there. I mean, how about that? Just hanging out. Mark King just kind of rolled in and said, hey, what's going on, Virginia's? How's everybody yep. doing? Yep, I'm here. He shared and poured into us for an amazing period of time and really just kind of set the tone of what 2023 is going to look like, what our associates can expect and do, because one, we've been there. Most of our associates have not been in a challenging market like this before, but KW as an organization has, you know, we've been around since 1983. Some of us were licensed in 2007 and experienced the challenging times that were then. But what we truly understand now is that this is a different time. The reasoning is different, right? The outcome's the same. Our searches are going to struggle, right? Because business is down. The reasonings of business down are different. So we have to educate around it. So there's a lot of that conversation taking place. And what can, you know, he was very direct on a lot of the conversations, which I appreciated the candor there. I I, I couldn't say enough about uh, how eye-opening it was for me, no matter what company you're with, right, that the president would sit at the table with you and, and just have a casual conversation with you about what you can expect, right, uh, in your career, in your business, and then get on stage and do it on a, a massive level, well, not massive, but 400 plus people, right? Uh, it was readily available for questions, right? He wanted you to ask questions. I, I really thought that that was really cool. Yeah. I, you could have asked him anything, and, and a lot of people did, right? Um, he's very relatable, very approachable. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it was just a great experience. And I was, you know, it was his first time to the Virginia. So, it was actually the first time the president in general of Keller Waves has come to the Virginia. So, that was an exciting opportunity as well. Secondarily, after Mark, right, we had author Kendra Hall, and I have a book around here somewhere. Uh, uh, stories that stick and she actually has a new a new one that's coming out uh change your story uh tell your story to change your life yeah right and she came in and spoke to us now again this was really cool because this was a non-keller williams associate right this was somebody out in the marketplace a business person coming in saying hey here's how to get heard in a noisy world right how to tell your story so what did you get from that trip so the one thing that really hit me right between the eyes, and I probably missed the next 10 minutes of what she said was, and I can't quote it like verbatim, but she just said that sometimes telling your story is for you as well, right? Not just for the person across from you or that's watching you on a podcast, right? Telling your story is to remind you where you've been and what you've been through. And it helps you on a different level like sort of not necessarily celebrate yourself, but just kind of relive it and, and be able to talk about it. And that the way you say things matters as well was very important to me. That's what jumped out the most to me, right? It's just how you, how you tell. Now people have to get comfortable, right? Because yes. there's two ways to tell your story. There's, there's video and what we're doing, podcasts and relating. Some people aren't comfortable the way they sound or, or perceived or see, you know, it only comes with time, right? The other is the written word. You know, what are you writing? And what are you saying? But at the end of the day, what she kind of tied it together for me was saying, look, your story is not a slogan or bullets or a PowerPoint or approach. Your story is emotion. Your story is colorful. Passion. It is passionate and it's real. 
And that really, really stuck out of that conversation. She gave examples of, of, of what worked, and I can't share those videos here because we're already on video, but right. the way she presented her story and right, and how to tell a story. So I just want to, I want to thank Kendra Hall for joining us and absolutely kind of and take a look at her books, right? And she told her story and did a masterful job of keeping everyone's attention after lunch, which is not easy. No, definitely not. Especially realtors, because we get fed like on a high level at those things, man. Cookies everywhere. And <laughs> and she was she was uh, like uh, verbal caffeine. Right. Look at you just bringing it today, bringing the vernacular today, verbal caffeine. That's what she was. Hey, Mark King. When he got up there after her, he was the icing on the, the verbal cake, right? He took us to the next level and kept our attention. And that, again, we all know that's not easy after lunch. No, no, definitely not. And you're right. And, you know, and look, we're realtors and, you know, we are up and about and our attention pan is pretty short as it is, right? So being able to do that, uh, keep us attended, paying attention and really on the edge of our seats, right? Uh, really spoke to that. And lastly, and actually I have some slides here because I, I want to hammer home some of these points, was our last panelist, right? We said we had Harrison Beach joining us from our uh, KW Capital Properties uh, location in DC. We had Dana Gentry, right? Uh, team leader, OP, regional director, coach, trainer, instructor, right? Master of everything. And then we had uh, JJ Giardi. JJ's going to kill me because I totally butchered his last name. Yes, you did. Uh, Yes, I did. And that's okay. He loves me anyways. Talking about how well or not how well our realtors are currently telling their story. So I'm going to kind of, we're going to walk through a couple of these slides. And for those of you that are listening, because this is a podcast, this will be a great time to tune into our YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash entrepreneurial impact, and take a look at some of these slides. All right, so let me go ahead. While you bring those up. Yeah, you just give a shout out to Harrison, man. I uh, I had only met him once on Zoom, okay. That, and I got a couple good pictures and videos of him up there, and I sent it to him. And his response was, "Hey, thanks for the great photos. If you need anything uh, to help your market center, let me know." Yeah, first time meeting the guy in person, and he's just—I mean, you, we we talk about culture, right? Guy doesn't know me from a can of paint except from Zoom, and says, "Hey, listen." If you need anything in your market center, you let me know. Jack of all trades too, right? Because he was our DJ for the event as well. Yeah, he was. And he killed it. He gave me some awesome walk-up music. And I think that goes a long way with saying how the vibe in the room stayed, right? Because there wasn't a lot of dead air, right? Yeah. So during the presentations, transitions, and flow, he was keeping the, he killed the beats it. up. You know, 130, 150, popping us along. So yeah. thank you, Harrison. And good, good, good looking out there, Drew. All right, so... Look, guys, don't take offense to these slides. If you're in the room, you saw them. And I, I loved it. The honesty around this. I was the team for the day. Was, we're going to be honest. We're going to keep it real with you. But basically, what we learned from this panel was that you all realtors, you all suck at social media. Yeah. Right? Drew, what we, what's he talking about here? What are they talking about to say, hey, we kinda, we, we're kind of not so good at social media? Well, um, if you if you take a look, we don't maximize uh, what we go through on a day to day. We don't showcase that by telling the story. Uh, we'll post some of us will post a picture of a house 
for sale or, or, hey, this person just joined KW or joined whomever and we'll post that picture, but we don't tell that story. We don't show what goes on behind the scenes and um, we don't get a lot of interaction. Right, so what we're talking about here, and if we have this on the screen, if we look at the industries, right, that post the most often on social media, real estate's at the top. Now, we love being at the top. We don't necessarily want to be at the top of this one, though, right? right. So basically what we're sharing is just shy of 20 posts a week, okay? Just shy of 20 posts a week, real estate agents are posting about social media, right? However, when we talk about engagement, and that's really what the point of social media is. I think that's where it gets lost in translation. It's, yes, it's brand awareness. It gets you out there, which is necessary. But this isn't the 80s and the 90s anymore. This is community, right? This is having a conversation. And honestly, less is more, right? Less posts, more engagement. Right. So what we're talking about here is like, okay, let's post. But when we post, what's our engagement look like? Well, it's not real good. So you can't really tell what this number is, but it's less than one. For every post that's made, there's less than one return engagement coming back, okay? And what is actually happening here is that that number, all right, trickles all the way down to 0 0.45. 0.45 interactions per post. So I applaud the industry for trying to connect and tell. But this people say, well, why do we keep talking about our story? This is why. Because we're trying and we haven't, we haven't done it well enough yet. So we're going to keep talking about telling stories and how to engage. Because social media is not changing. It's not going anywhere. Although the government is trying to shut down TikTok and a couple other things out there. Yeah. But it's not going away. Instagram, stories, reels, whatever that looks like for you. It matters. All right. So I want to talk a couple minutes in more detail about how do you increase your engagement, right? Those panelists, right? And I loved how this was summarized on this screen. So we'll, kind of, we'll, we'll use this to kind of drive these points home. These came from Dana, but they were supported by, uh, the, by Harrison and JJ that were also on that panel. She kind of said, hey, here are the buckets, right? If you're building a social media calendar, so maybe you're doing certain things on certain days of the week or what that looks like. But how am I telling my story? What am I saying and what's being heard? She broke it down into these things. We can, we'll talk through them. So educational. So what am I sharing that's educational for the general public or the consumers that they want to hear from me? Right? Am I, am I sharing about local market stats? Am I sharing about community? Right? What, are you, what are you hearing your agents actually talk about if we're saying, hey, we need to be educational? about what we're putting out into the out in the ether. It it's a it's a mix right now between more video with you know the market stats and and interest rates and three two one buy downs. Um, things to educate buyers and sellers that now is still a good time if you if you you know use the right programs or or do it the right way. That's what we're seeing from agents right now. Well wait a minute because I watch the news. So why would I watch a realtor on social media when I can just watch the news? Because they're telling me the truth every day when I turn it on about what's going on, right? I'm getting my education from there. Isn't that good enough? Now, you, you and I both know that that's false, <laughs> right? Uh, it, that it, You can't, it, it, real estate's local and sometimes hyper-local, right? 
and you can't get your net you can't watch the national news man we all know that everyone that's watching this knows that you can't you can't watch the national news to get solid real estate information you know the sad thing is i think too many people still don't realize that yeah right they think what they see on television and they take it back to the businesses and they repeat it well uh, our agents need to be taught to control that narrative correct right and there's many platforms for you to control that narrative and and what I think we were learning in this with this uh, event was how to control the narrative. And even on a, uh, it could go from a small scale, but if done correctly, it could be on a very large scale, right? With the engagement, increasing the engagement. Scalability and control, right? Matters, but you have to be that, that, that lore, that you know, language of real estate, your local expert, you truly are the local expert with a national presence. That's the great thing about social media, right? You're the local expert with a national presence without having to be on TV, which I can't even, I almost threw my shoe at the Sunday morning TV the other day because they were telling boom or bust on the real estate market because they don't really know what the heck they're talking about. Yep. Right? Because they're just trying to go with the sensational, sensationalistic aspect. We need the people to know what's actually happening on there. Why to understand that there's so, pent, so much pent-up buyer demand. Interest rates, although they went up, only hit the pause button for a little bit. There's just not enough supply. And that lack of supply is not dissipating anytime soon. So therefore, we can't really have a bust type of episode that we had back in 07, 8, and 9. Right. At least locally. Agreed. Secondly, engaging. What is engaging? Well, the cool thing is we've got some graded examples right here on the screen of what's engaging, right? So I remember the story Dana was talking about her algorithms. We hear about algorithms all the time and, you know, algorithms. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Here's what I know about algorithms. They matter and they change all the time and they affect who's seeing what you're saying, right? And the more people engage with you, the better your performances and you show up as far as the algorithms are concerned. Yeah. All right. We see this picture she took in here. Says, "Can you see this? How's that? And why is that an example of engagement?" Well, I it, when she was telling this story, I was kind of shocked that like she wanted people to reply that they could see it, so she could see who was seeing it. Right. Right. And then I kind of, I kind of like went off into my own world. Like, how many posts did I put up thinking that this is amazing, and people just didn't see it? And my head was going to explode. Like I literally opened up my phone and started looking at my business Instagram page. Like I'm a really cool guy, man. And nobody knows <laughs> how cool I am right now. Right. That's the hardest thing. We have an incredible message. And even though we have a social media national platform, doesn't necessarily mean that we're being seen nationally. Right. So we have to drive engagement and engagement gets us out there. So giving them actual content. We're not talking about clickbait here. We're talking about content for them to share, comment on, right? Because we're coming from contribution. Agreed. Entertaining. You got to have fun. Look, Drew, I find you an incredibly entertaining person. Well, thank you. You're a great follow. If you guys aren't following Drew, he's a great follow. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're real passionate and funny. That, I mean, you got a lot of it going on. Looks, you know, that the other things overcome that, that's okay. Yeah, I can overcome that. No, I mean, you know, you're like me, right? I have a face for audio. Right? Yeah. We're good. We're good. That's, uh, that's, not, that's why not enough people watch me on YouTube. They listen more than they watch on YouTube. And I, I understand. 
It's okay. I mean, between you and Joe, yeah, I, I got to go to the audio part. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Now, and then next we have exclusive, right? So they're talking about like, interviews. They're talking about podcasts, right? They're talking about interviewing people. They're talking about telling the story of others, right? Showcasing people in your world that's coming from contribution, that's making a difference in their local community, right? Maybe it's vendors, maybe it's painters, or maybe it's just somebody who did an incredible job supporting somebody else. It just needed to be told. I, I agree with that as well. And uh, anyone in most businesses is probably surrounded by four or five people that they could do something exclusive right now. Like in, it, you could create a, a, a month's worth of exclusive content probably just by walking out your office door. And I think emotional obviously ties back into that too, right? right. Emotional, emotional can have a component of all of these educational, engaging, entertainment, exclusive. They can all have an emotional component of that. So I think as we kind of wrap up and we look at these, I think it's important to summarize that not everything should be emotional all the time. Right. You have to bring levity. You got to bring seriousness. You got to have laughter. You got to have humor. You got to have statistics. Right. Because not everybody responds the same way to what you're saying and how you're saying it. You personally have to have fun and it has to be you. Right. You want it to be you. Right. Don't be fake, people. Because here's the one thing about audio or video and even audio to a degree. People know they, they know. can see right through it and hear right through it. Right. They always say, hey, when you're on the phone, smile when you talk. It's the same thing. People know if you're being truthful. People know if you're being real. And being real and authentic carries the message home. Amen. So with that being said, you know, that's that's this week's episode. Drew, I appreciate you having me on with me today. Oh man, thanks. Thanks for letting me be here, man. I love it. I love it. We uh, uh we're we're gonna wrap this up and and we're moving into some new digs next week. So I'm excited to kind of see where this yeah we're moving on up right. We're closing in on 50 episodes. This this may or may not be episode 50, but we're pretty close. Uh, we're moving into some new digs. So no more blurry backgrounds for Dave. And maybe we're gonna have some some nice some nice show appeal right. We're we're, we're up in our game too. Okay. So you're gonna, you're gonna have to keep a lookout and you're gonna have to watch us more right because you wouldn't know it through audio. That won't matter. But if you're watching us live, you're going to see some changes over the next couple of weeks. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. As always, I appreciate having Drew here spilling in for my friend Joe. And those of you that were on site in Richmond last week, thanks for coming and being a part of that event. And if not, ask us how you can be at the next one or ask somebody how you can be at the next one because there's a lot of people who would love to have you there. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.